0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 206 of the Locked On New York Rangers Podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can catch them anywhere you get your music. And wanted to get right into what we're going to be talking about for the most part today, and that is, of course the NHL Draft. We are going to be focusing specifically on what the Rangers should do with their second pick, which is the 22nd overall pick in this year's draft. The NHL Draft is fast approaching. Round one will take place on Tuesday, October 6th, and the rest of the draft will take place on Wednesday, October 7th. And There's actually a tool online where you can essentially uh, do the entire NHL draft for the Rangers or for any other team. Uh, What it does is it very quickly simulates the entire draft, and then you can pick for the Rangers when it's the Rangers' turn to pick. And One of the cool things about this tool is that it doesn't have the same exact teams picking the same exact players every single time you do it. Every draft uh, that you do on this website is very unique and so it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to doing Uh, maybe as soon as next week we'll go through the entire NHL draft I'll just kind of do a mock draft and explain who I picked in what round and uh, why I selected those players but yeah I think we'll save that for an episode next week because I really got to do my homework there but for today really wanted to lock in on just the number two overall pick for the Rangers. I think at this point, you know, it's basically a foregone conclusion that the Rangers are going to take Alexi Lafreniere with the first overall pick. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, Get excited about that. You should be excited about that. By all accounts, this guy is a generational talent. I've talked about just the ridiculous stats that he's put up in the QMJHL in previous episodes. Not going to get into that all today, but yeah, there's nothing not to like about him, even from an intangible uh, standpoint. You know, everybody says he's a big-time competitor. Uh, He'll fight for the puck, do all those things. He's just like, terrific all-around player. Not really that much else needs to be said. I think it's basically a lock. I would put it at 99.9% that the Rangers do indeed take Alexi Lafreniere with that first overall pick. But this number 22 overall pick is probably going to be the most important pick of the draft for the Rangers. And yes, I know we're getting Lafreniere, but that's just it. You know, we already know we're getting him. And I think just about any GM in the NHL who was fortunate enough to be picking first this year, would definitely take Lafreniere, and no one could put up much of an argument against that. It's a no-brainer, and it's one of the very few uh, no-brainers that the Rangers have this offseason. But this number 22 overall pick is huge, and it's very intriguing as well because there are a lot of moving parts here, as there are with any NHL draft, or any draft in sports for that matter. And if you're the Rangers and you've got your set sight on a specific player, then you basically just need to keep your fingers crossed that he falls to you. Of course, you know, trading up is always an option, but I'm not going to fantasy book this entire draft. Uh, for the purposes of this exercise, let's just assume that the Rangers don't trade up or trade down. They keep that number 22 overall pick, they pick the guy that they think is best for this team when it is their turn. And, you know, what makes this pick even more important is the simple fact that the Rangers do not have a second-round selection this year in the draft. And ironically, the Rangers' second-round pick this year belongs to the Carolina Hurricanes as a result of the deal that sent Adam Fox to the Rangers. But that's totally fine. Uh, Well worth the price of a second-round pick to get your hands on Adam Fox and have him hopefully a big-time part of your franchise for, you know, the next decade to come or maybe even longer uh, if everything works out nicely. But it's interesting because the Rangers, you know, this second— pick that they have in the first round here, that's the Hurricanes' first overall pick. That's the pick that the Rangers got in exchange for dealing Brady Shea to Carolina at the trade deadline this season. So it's just interesting the fact that the Rangers have one of the Canes' picks this year in the first round, and then the Canes have the Rangers' pick in the second round. But be that as it may, you know, once again, it's just a huge pick for the Rangers because after they pick number 22 overall in this first round here, again, they don't have a second round pick and they won't pick again until the third round at number 72 overall. That only magnifies the importance of this number 22 overall pick. The Rangers absolutely need to hit here. Now, before I even begin with the whole, you know, pouring through mock drafts and trying to figure out who fits the Ranger style and what have you, uh, the first thing we got to do here is sort of take inventory and the first question that needs to be answered is, where do the Rangers need the most help? What is their greatest area of need? And I think it's at center. You know, we're loaded at left wing. We've got Panarin, Kreider, and presumably Lafreniere at right wing. You know, we still feel good about Capo Kapokako. We got Bucchnevich who's still there. Maybe even Julian Gauthier takes a step forward next season. Heedle, uh, you know, he's been moved between center and right wing a little bit, so he's an option on right wing as well. But when you look at center for the Rangers, uh, you've got Mika, obviously. But beyond that, there's not that much. There is Ryan Strom, but it's not a lock yet that he's going to be back. He is, of course, a restricted free agent, and we'll just have to see how that goes. I tend to think the Rangers are probably going to bring him back, that they'll be able to come to some kind of an agreement and get Strome back, maybe on some kind of a bridge deal. Uh, He was great this past season, but again, no lock that he's going to be back for this next year upcoming, and so you got to have somebody in place here that you feel like can step in as a top six forward, uh, specifically uh, one of the top two centers on your team in the short to immediate term because, again, there's no lock that Ryan Strom is going to be back. And you just look at the depth chart and you look at the minor leagues as well. I don't really know who the Rangers have in mind to be that second line center. Assuming Mika Sabanajad continues to play on the first line alongside Kreider and probably Buchnevich, Uh who centers that second line if... Ryan Strom is gone next season. And even if Ryan Strom comes back, you know, I still don't know that it's an area where the Rangers are necessarily all that deep. To me, it's just an area that the Rangers need to address and get another guy in there who could be a top six or at least a top nine uh, center, hopefully sooner rather than later. I don't think whoever they pick number 22 overall is going to skip the AHL or anything like that, but maybe somebody who you could see At least maybe making his debut this upcoming season at some point. If not on opening night, then maybe somewhere down the line, uh, you know, we see that guy playing with the Rangers, you know, in a top six role or at least a top nine role at some point during the season. Uh, As far as, you know, defensemen, I think most of us are feeling pretty good about a lot of guys there. We're feeling great about Adam Fox. We feel pretty good about Ryan Lindgren. Uh, Jacob Truba, you know, a bit of an underwhelming first season in New York, but certainly not a bad season, I don't think at all. Uh, Tony D'Angelo just had his breakout season. We'll see if he's back. That's a top for another day. Uh, We've talked about free agency a little bit as well as far as the Rangers possibly re-signing certain guys, possibly letting certain guys walk. Uh, But also keep in mind, uh, the Rangers have spent two first-round picks very recently on defensemen, specifically in 2018. They had three picks in the first round that year. They took Vitaly Kravtsov, but then they also took at defensemen Keandre Miller and Nils Lundqvist. And both these guys are well on their way. I think the Rangers mostly feel pretty good about these guys. So, I say give me a center because, to me, that's just the area where there's the most question marks overall. The Rangers need a little bit more depth at forward in general, and taking a guy with this pick that you see as a top six forward uh, and specifically you know, one of the top two centers just seems like the way to go. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so who's it going to be for the Rangers? You know, I've kind of been spending the last couple days looking at mock drafts, pouring through all this information as far as, you know, who the Rangers might be looking at, who's going to be available or who at least could be available uh, when the time comes for them to make their pick at number 22 overall. And I wanted a good all-around player. A thought that I had going into this was, give me a center, preferably a center who is, you know, a B plus at everything. Give me a guy who would feel right at home on both the power play and the penalty kill. Uh, a nice mix of grit and skills, offense and defense. And you know, the Rangers picking number twenty-two overall, it's a first-round pick. You should probably be able to find someone who at least has a chance to fit that description. And so, yeah, you know, I again, I've been looking at all these different mock drafts. I'm going to kind of just go through a couple of the names that I've been seeing and uh, just read some scouting reports for you guys because I'm not a scout. It's not like I've been pouring over hours and hours of videos of these players, but I'm basically just going to go over some of the names that I'm seeing more often than any of the others, and I'm also going to read for you guys uh, what's being said about these players. So a name that I've been seeing for the Rangers uh, a little bit is Connor Zeri, and he is a center. He played for the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL this past season, Six uh, 180 pounds, shoots lefty, and he absolutely just lit up the WHL this past season. I realize the WHL is not the NHL. I get all that, but these stats are very impressive. So he played 57 games, had 38 goals, and 48 assists for a total of 86 points in those 57 games. And over three seasons in the WHL, 188 games, 73 goals, 109 assists. And Maybe the most encouraging thing about this is he's one of those players that just seems to get better and better and better every season. At least as far as his, you know, goals and assists are concerned. Again, I'm not watching every single game of the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL. So, I just got to trust what I'm reading here, you know, from scouts and people that, you know, do this for a living. They try to find players and they provide scouting reports. We've also got a quote from milehighhockey.com Similar to Dylan Cousins last year, Zeri is a do-everything-well center. He plays a solid all-around game and can lead a successful PK unit and can be a key cog on the power play. He can play with elite talent and not look out of place or be the main man on a line. When looking for that perfect second center, the Rangers will have it in Zeri. And then this comes from Justin Haddad from the Hockey Writers. He was outstanding in the WHL this past season with 38 goals, 48 assists, and 86 points. Zeri compares to Bo Horvat stylistically as he plays a 200-foot game, plays on special teams, and can be a formidable presence in front of the net. And then I'll read one more for you guys here. This comes from Cam Robinson of Dauber Prospects, a puck possession pivot who clicked well above a point per game this season. Great speed, deaf puck skills, and an equally dangerous with the shot and pass An elder statesman. So, Based on everything I just said kind of at the top of this segment here, where I'm looking for a really good all-around player, somebody who just does everything well, doesn't seem to have any glaring weaknesses in his game, I think you guys can see why I'm very, very excited about the idea of Connor Zeri potentially becoming a New York Ranger. And spoiler alert, uh, this is my top pick of anybody I've read about, you know, as far as these mock drafts and who the Rangers might... Pick. I think Zeri is my top guy. Those stats really jump off the page as far as what he did last season and really throughout his tenure in the WHL. And again, just a guy who can do a little bit of everything. You can put him out there on the penalty kill. You can put him out there on the power play. He can pass. He can shoot. He plays in all three zones. It's just all very, very encouraging. And I just want one of those, you know, really well-rounded players uh, to join the Rangers. It seems like right now you know, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it just seems like everybody on the Rangers, not everybody, but a lot of players, uh, they specialize at one thing or another. I want one of those really good all-around players. Uh, Think Anthony Sorelli. You know, Anthony Sorelli is a guy who's played very well for the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, throughout this playoff run and had a very nice season for them as well. Uh, He's not a superstar by any means, but he's one of those players that he just does a little bit of everything. And and the Rangers have actually been linked to Sorelli a little bit because he is a restricted free agent at the end of this season. So there's an idea that maybe the Rangers might get involved. There, he's the type of player that maybe they'd be looking to add to their team. You know, again, just a all-around well-rounded player and a center, which is what the Rangers really need. And I'm seeing the same thing here. Everything I'm reading about Connor Zeri, again, I not watched every single Kim Loops Blazers game, but you know, I gotta trust what I read from these scouting reports. These guys do this for a living; they know what they're talking about for the most part, and. Man, Zeri, uh, he sounds like just you know a terrific all-around player. Uh, sign me up. Let's get Connor Zeri drafted to the Rangers. But I'm going to go into a couple other guys as well here. Another name that I've seen linked to the Rangers, and it's a name that kind of tends to go around 22, maybe a little bit earlier, maybe a little bit later in a lot of these mock drafts, is Maverick Bork. He is a center. He played for Shawinigan of the QMJHL this past season, Five foot ten, 163 pounds, so a little bit undersized, but here's something again from milehighhockey.com. Bork is a highly skilled playmaker with a big-time hockey IQ. He sees the game a lot faster than most of his opponents in junior, and the hope is that his flashy playmaking can transition to the next level. He's a little slower than you'd like to see From a player his size, though the same was said about Mitch Marner, but his brain and puck skills more than make up for a lack of explosive skating. And for anyone who might want Bork stats from the QMJHL this past season, skated in 49 games, scored 29 goals, dished out 42 assists in two total seasons with the QMJHL, a total of 113 games, 54 goals, and 71 assists. So he's put up the numbers as well. And the overall consensus here is that, you know, again, he's a good all-around player. I'd, I'd even say he's somewhat comparable to Zeri from what I've been reading here, but the overall, the one knock against him that seems to be pretty consistent from everything I've read is that he's not quite as speedy as you would think he might be because, you know, you see five ten, 163 pounds, you know, your brain automatically thinks, okay, well, he's not the biggest guy out there. He's probably pretty fast. And it sounds like that's not really the case, but that he can make up for that with his playmaking ability. But, you know, in hockey, and obviously I'm oversimplifying things here quite a bit, but it's you really want somebody to either be big or be fast. And it sounds like Bork isn't necessarily either one of those things, but there's a lot to like here as well. I'm, I'll read you a quote from uh, Matthew Zader from the Hockey Writers. He is a shifty and creative player with the potential of being someone that can get fans out of their seats with a flashy play. Despite being undersized, he will go to the tough areas and create chaos along the boards. If he can shore up some inconsistencies in his play, he could become a very productive player. And again, it sounds like is uh, from a pure excitement perspective, this is the guy that, you know, from what I've read about him, again, I can't stress that enough. I'm not the one doing these assessments, but it sounds like as far as just a purely exciting player, like you got to watch this guy when the puck is on his stick. It sounds like Bork is one of the guys who's pretty high up there in this draft class and definitely could be an option for the Rangers at number 22 overall, especially if Zeri isn't there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Rangers would prefer Bork over Zeri, but I'll leave you with one more quote about Bork before we move on here. Uh, The type of player who sees the game a step ahead of most, a dual threat offensive catalyst who thrives on the main advantage. More strength and speed would be nice. So yeah, again, continuing that theme where, you know, not quite as fast as it looks like he might be, but that he can make up for it with just simple uh, ability and playmaking ability and just a very exciting player. You know, if the Rangers, again, if they miss out on Zeri, I'm totally cool with taking Bork as well. Another name that I've seen pop up really all over the draft, I've seen him drafted as early as the early teens in some mock drafts. I've seen him also fall almost into the second round in some others, but it's... Noel Gundler and Puckprost.com has Gundler going number 22 to the Rangers. Uh, just for a frame of reference, we already talked about Connor Zeri. We already talked about Maverick Bork. Uh, this publication has Zeri going number 16 overall to the Canadians. It has Bork going number 17 overall to the Blackhawks. Now, Gundler, the general consensus seems to be that this is one of the guys with the highest ceilings, but also maybe one of the lowest floors in the draft. He's a very polarizing player coming into this draft. There are people who think he's going to be a superstar. There's people who don't think he's really going to amount to much of anything, but the upside is definitely tantalizing. He's a big guy, six foot one, 177 pounds. He is a right winger, so that docks him a couple of points for me, just because I really do want to center. I think that's where the Rangers uh, need the most help. And the other thing that's kind of working against him, at least from my vantage point, is there have been some questions about his attitude. I guess he's not really impressing teams uh, during some interviews. So as a result, you know, the more recent mock drafts that are coming out, the later and later you tend to see Gunler going in the draft. But... With the Rangers, you know, if it comes down to them having their pick between, say, Gunler and the other two guys I talked about, I would definitely take Bork or Zeri in front of Gunler just because I'm not willing to really roll the dice with Gunler the way some other teams might. And, you know, it is tempting because, by all accounts, there's some serious upside here, but... We've already won the lottery in this draft. You know, we, we had a 1-8 in eight chance of getting the number one overall pick, and that's exactly what happened. We're going to get Alexi Lafreniere. So I'm more interested with this number 22 overall pick and taking a guy who has a very safe floor and a nice ceiling as well. I don't need the guy that has the sky-high ceiling but the bottom basement floor. You know what I mean? So I'm not willing to really roll the dice and gamble on Gunler the way some other teams might if on the Rangers. The Rangers might feel differently. Maybe they think that, you know, his attitude concerns are overblown, that he's going to fit right in, he's going to do a great job for the New York Rangers, and that his overall potential is just too much to turn aside. But we've seen how this goes, haven't we? You know, there's been some issues with Elias Anderson, there's been some issues with Vitaly Krasov. not to the same extent as Anderson, but it's been a little bit shaky with both those guys. I realize they're both playing very well overseas, and maybe all is not lost with those two players, but I'm not willing to, again, take a pretty big gamble here. I mean, Maybe not a huge gamble, but there's definitely some risk involved in taking Gundler if you're the New York Rangers. I will read you a couple of scouting reports from a couple different sources, though. We've got Mike G. Muriel from NHL.com. He says, The 6'2", 176-pound forward, possesses good passing skills, shot selection, and willingness to drive to the net to create offense. He has intimidating size and earned big minutes on the power play with his soft hands and playmaking ability. And then we've also got Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet. He says... A wild card for a number of reasons, including limited playing time, being excluded from international teams, and inconsistency. Those factors work against his elite scoring ability. And then this one also comes from milehighhockey.com. One of the more polarizing players in the draft, Gunler is an exceptional offensive talent that leaves scouts wanting more when he doesn't have the puck on his stick. He has a big, lanky body that needs a little more mass on it, but once he matures physically, he's got the potential to be a true power forward in the NHL. And so, again, you know, it, it is tempting. It's definitely tempting. But I just, if if it comes down to any of the players I just mentioned, I think he's going to be my last pick because I just want somebody who you feel really good about right away. You're not worried about him eventually getting the bust label. And with Gunler, there's at least that possibility, although the potential is there. So, hey, if you guys are bigger gamblers than me, maybe you want to roll the dice on somebody like Gunler. Another possibility for the Rangers at number 22 overall is Jan Mysick on mynhldraft.com. They have the Rangers indeed taking Mysick with that pick. Uh, I've seen him listed as a center, I've seen him listed as a left winger, I've seen him listed as a right winger. Uh, it all depends which website you go to, but then again, a little versatility never hurt anyone. This, however, is the earliest I've seen Misek drafted in any of the mock drafts that I was looking at uh, over these past few days. He is 6'0", 176 pounds, uh, a lefty, played with Hamilton of the OHL this past season. In fact, this last season was his first with the OHL, uh, 22 games, 15 goals, and 10 assists. And I'll read you a couple of scouting reports here. We got Cam Robinson from Dabber Prospects, a quality finisher who can read the play quickly and efficiently. His stride could use some cleaning up, but he moves around well, transitioned well to the OHL midseason. And then another one from Mike G. Morial from NHL.com. The left shot forward plays a smart game with smooth hands and a quick release. He had 25 points in 22 games after joining Hamilton on January 18th. And again, just to give you guys some kind of an idea about where some of the other players we have already talked about are going in this particular mock draft, my myNHLDraft.com had Gundler going number 15 overall to the Leafs, and that's what I was talking about. You know, there's... Instances where you look at certain mock drafts and they have him going in the early teens, there's some where they have him going near the end of the first round. So definitely uh, the most polarizing player that we're going to talk about today Uh, This website also had Connor Zeri going number 19 to the Flames and Bork going number 20 to the Devils, which would break my heart because overall, from what I've seen, I think they're my two favorites. But uh, Zeri in particular, uh, that would be tough. But, you know, Misek sounds like a good all-around player. I do like the versatility, the fact that you can move him from center to left wing to right wing. At least that's what I assume because, you know, you visit all these different websites. You go on websites like EliteProspects.com, and they've all got him listed at a different position. So obviously he can move around the rink a little bit. And, uh, you know, again, just a good all-around player. His numbers don't jump off the page from the OHL this past season the way that a lot of other uh, players on this list do, but at the same time, I mean, hey, more than a point per game uh, in his first action with the OHL this past season. Somewhat similar to Gundler, however, it does seem like Meinzak is a little bit of a polarizing player in this draft. I'm going to read you guys a quote from puckpros.com that had him going at number 24 overall to the Colorado Avalanche. Much like the Flyers, the Colorado Avalanche can't afford to swing for the fences in the first round. Jan Mysik is a polarizing player, but his upside is sky high. Mysik already has a year of professional experience under his belt, and he was impressive in a short stint with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Another name to keep an eye on here is Jacob Peral. Uh, he is a center, five foot eleven, 198 pounds. This is the first mock draft that I saw that had Peral going this early, and this one comes from Tankathon.com that had the Rangers selecting him number 22. Uh, most of the other mock drafts I saw had him kind of in the mid to late 20s in the first round. But this one had, again, just for point of reference to talk about some of the other guys that we've already gone over, this one had Zeri going number 15 overall to Toronto, Gundler going 17 to the Blackhawks, and Bork uh, actually goes the pick after the Rangers here, uh, number 23 to the Flyers, and Mysic then goes number 24. But this past season in the OHL played 57 games, scored 39 goals, and had 31 assists in 110 games in the OHL over two seasons. He has 69 goals and 56 assists, so more than a point per game there in the OHL. Uh, again, another good player, and I'll read you guys a couple quotes, a couple different scouting reports here. We've got Kevin Armstrong from the Hockey Writers, the son of longtime NHL Yannick Peral. Jacob is an offensive threat who, in his rookie year, was up there with Byfield, Rosie, and Perfetti. He has been stuck on a horrible sting team, yet still has been able to shine without much help around him. And then you've got Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet, another fascinating player in this draft class whose best trait is goal scoring, yet there are question marks about his play away from the puck. And I'll give you one more here. This comes from Cam Robinson of Dabber Prospects, a versatile pivot who uses a heavy release to create space to distribute to his wings. Good hockey sense with sharp cuts can get lost in the shuffle at times. And I figure we can cover the uh, mock draft of just one more publication for today. We're just scratching the surface here. You know, again, this is all just looking at one pick for the Rangers. Eventually, like I said, next week, I'm going to do an episode where I do a mock draft for the Rangers, and I just picked somebody for every uh, pick that the Rangers have, Uh, there's, again, a website where there's a computer simulation of other teams making their picks, and then you can kind of play GM and uh, make the pick yourself to, you know, choose who the Rangers would take at that particular time. But this one comes from draftutopia.com. This is the first repeat that I saw. They also have the Rangers taking Maverick Bork with the number 22 overall pick. Uh, That's to be expected, though. You know, obviously there's a lot of moving parts, so none of these uh, mock drafts are necessarily going to agree on who the Rangers are going to pick at number 22 overall, because obviously a lot of it depends on what teams in front of you do. But yeah, this is another vote here for Bork. Uh, People just rave about his hockey IQ. He is undersized. We talked about that before. 5'10", 165 pounds, but by all accounts, a very exciting player, a very smart player, and a guy who can... Uh, score as well as set up his teammates for some goals. So there's a lot to like with Bork as well. Like I said, I think he's my second choice after Zeri. But again, for point of reference, uh, this one had Jan Mysik going number 19 to the Flames. Noel Gundler going number 21 to the Jackets. Zeri once again goes number 23, this time to the Flyers. But I'm going to leave you guys with one more quote uh, right here from DraftUtopia.com. Now this one, again, they had Zeri who's my favorite pick so far, at least from what I've read so far. I think he's the guy who I'd like to see the Rangers take at number 22 overall. But this particular mock draft has him going number 23 overall to the Flyers. Listen to what Draft Utopia has to say about Connor Zeri. And again, it's just one publication. It's just one guy's opinion. But this really says a lot to me. All right, here we go. Philadelphia gets the best player on the board at 23. Connor Zeri has the playmaking, passing, wrist shot power, wrist shot accuracy, offensive awareness, defensive awareness, hockey IQ, speed, skating, agility, and stick handling. He's a playmaker that can do everything you want a line one game changer to do on tape. He can do well on the power play or dominate as a penalty killer. He's a line one center on loops, and Philadelphia can have Connor Zary push Nolan Patrick for that third line center spot on the Philadelphia Flyers if Patrick cannot recover from his injuries and stay healthy. So, I mean, again, it's just one website's opinion, but they think that he might be the best player, and the Flyers can get him as late as number 23. And, hey, if the Flyers can get him at 23, that means the Rangers can get him at number 22. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Zeri's my pick. I know I've said that a couple times already, but I think we can just about call it for today. Like I said, you know, we're just scratching the surface. This this whole episode was basically just devoted to the number 22 overall pick. But we're going to get into some more draft stuff, uh, maybe as early as tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're definitely going to be talking about the buyout window because that starts tomorrow, and the Rangers have a couple of players, most notably Henrik Lundqvist, who could be a buyout candidate. Uh, Brendan Smith, Mark Stahl could be on the list as well, but we'll see what happens there. I don't think the Rangers are going to buy them out as soon as the window opens, but basically, you've got a two-week window, and you have two weeks to buy out a player, and then Uh, free agency starts the day after that. So the Rangers will have and every team in the NHL will have from this Friday until Thursday, October 8th to buy out any players that they would like to buy out. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. We will also talk about other players who get bought out around the league and see if maybe there's a fit for the Rangers. Maybe they could look to scoop up one of these guys if they feel that they still have something to offer and that they can rebound from a down season. I say down season because just about every player who's bought out is probably coming off of a down season, hence the reason why they were being bought out. So we'll take a look at all that tomorrow. going to be a lot of fun. And again, we're just getting started with this draft stuff. Definitely looking forward to talking about it more and more uh, as the days and weeks continue here, and we'll get on a couple of guests as well to uh, talk to them about who they think the Rangers might take in the first round, as well as the entire draft, maybe talk about some sleepers as well. But that will do it for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, it is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.